Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mags, and with me is my good friend, Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Oh, wow, that's so nice. You never ask. Shut up. I always ask. Hey, family friendly. You can't say always. Come on. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, we do have a very special guest tonight. Uh, special. Yes. Special. Very special. Yes. Very special. To commemorate uh, part two of our big crossover events, yeah. we have with us from the Nerd Vault himself, our good friend, we've known him for years, Mike LaPere. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Mike, how are you tonight? I, I'm very well. I, I never considered the fact that you guys uh, do your... And I'm sorry if like this is spoiling the... This is behind the curtain type yeah, thing. Yeah, you're opening the curtain up a <laughs> little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I never considered the fact that you guys do uh, your, your intro music, like, post-edit. <laughs> you thought we were going to sit Yeah, I said, how you guys are like, sitting here? <laughs> well, you guys, you, you do the radio, so you have to sit and listen. Yeah, yeah. What was you, the song that we had to listen to when we run? I don't know. For pants, whatever reason, it was Space, space pants. pants. Space I, Pants. I don't know what it's from. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I was there. I was confused. You guys were confused. I was confused, and Mike, I, I was a little jamming just, out, though. I was kind of like, this I, is I, a little crazy. It's a bad song. But it's, it's from just, SNL. It's funny, because like on the radio show, I did so much talking for us, like normal. And yeah. there's Ronnie just sitting there like, space pants, <laughs> rocking out, kind of getting a little bob. I know, the music was throwing me off. It, was, it, it threw me off. Yeah. I, I still don't know You were pretty exasperated. Like, you had a look on your face. Because yeah. <laughs> this is what they do. Like, like Ed, Ed and Mike... They both like to mess with me at times. They're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do this thing." I'm like, "Don't do the thing." We're like, "We're gonna do the thing." Like, "Don't do the thing." And don't, then they do, do the thing. They do the thing. Well, we are very happy to have you here. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we've known Mike for years and years. In fact, I think it was Mike that I first ever bounced around the idea of doing a podcast with, like ten years ago. Back when Heroes was still around. When Heroes, <laughs> and that's where my first podcast was, and we were talking about that on the the car ride here. Yes, but we um, so we get to in honor and tradition of having somebody on the show for the second time, I guess. <laughs> Our second time having a special guest. Yeah, it's become a time-honored tradition. Yes. Uh, we are going to now interview Mike on some of his favorites. So, uh, Ronnie, you get to ask the very first favorite question of Mike. All right. First question. Favorite superheroes, one from DC and one from Marvel. Okay, uh, I'm going to go Marvel first because yeah. Marvel is... better. Is, I'm a DC guy. <laughs> is, is, I prefer DC, yeah, so <laughs> I'll do Marvel first. Uh, I'm going to go with Moon Knight um, mm-hmm. because I think the character is really interesting in the fact that his psych- uh, psychiatric health and well-being uh, is in line with the phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he changes kind of personality every day. Uh, a lot of people compare him to the, he's the Batman allegory in, in the Marvel Universe. But he's really not. There, yeah. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah, he uses gadgets. And he's a non-powered superhero. Yeah. Yes. But the the whole moon phases thing adds a whole new thing. And I'm really excited to read the new run that is going on with Jeff Lemire at the helm, who has done a lot of great stuff. He's done, I believe it's called Descenders on Image. And he has he's responsible for Animal Man in the New 52s. Uh, in DC's New 52 reboot, which I have not read, but was praised extremely highly. So The New 52's always got some, uh, some entertaining stories. Apparently they found a way to depower Batman. Uh, spoilers for anybody who's... You can't re- depower him. They He's did. They figured it out how to depower Batman. But, 
apparently, spoilers, they're turning in him into like a god or something for a few issues. Batman was a god. It's Superman's dead. What was it? Um, something. <laughs> they made Batman Super a dead. new god in the main continuity. And he had a chance to ask uh, two questions. In the Mobius chair, yeah. Yeah, he, what was, the two questions were... Who jo- killed his parents and, and, who the and who the Joker's real name was. And when they they never told us who the Joker's identity was, but he's, he Batman reacted like, no, it couldn't be. But they're actually... Going to reveal his identity, yes. Well, here, here, here's the thing. They didn't say they're going to reveal the Joker's identity. They said they're going to reveal the Mobius chair's answer yeah so i'm not sure exactly what that is and i'm pretty sure that's the event that's going to lead into the new 52 or i'm sorry into dc's rebirth, rebirth. yeah uh, series so new 52 is finishing up if yeah, new, correct? yeah. New, new 52 is finishing up and the whole rebirth which uh, is a shame because like the new 52 was interesting story and also they put a lot of their animation chips into it now because yeah. all the animated movies are new 52 well here's the thing the the rebirth uh, event is not a reboot entirely. It's a soft reboot. What they're doing is in two thousand eleven when the uh, when the new fifty two became a thing, they scrapped a lot of old continuity yeah. from the past you know seventy years. Or Very whatever. similar with uh, Infinite Crisis. Yeah. So what they're doing with um, the the with rebirth, they're bringing all those continuities back in while still maintaining a lot of continuity with New 52. So essentially they're just taking the best of all the stories that they brought, putting that as the main continuity. Very similar to making Jay Garrick the original Flash as opposed to the Earth 2 Flash in the main continuity. Yep. And Roddy's just going to keep uh, sitting here <laughs> smiling and nodding, <laughs> drinking his adult beverage. Family friendly. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm the real Jake Eric. You're the, <laughs> you're the man in the iron mask. We knew it. Yes. Um, so right? just, just say it already. Just, <laughs> just say it. But uh, um, what, what favorite uh, DC? There is. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. A little surprising, but I can see it. I, I love Wonder Woman. I love her so much. Uh, I just wish that she, she got a you. lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wish she got more, I guess, respect in DC, like better mm-hmm. writers, better this or that, which is why I'm really excited for the new run with Rebirth with Greg Rucka, who has written some of the best Wonder Woman uh, stories ever. Mm. Um, he's he's one of the legends when it comes to, to Wonder Woman, as well as George Perez, who did like the 1987's kind of like reboot of it. So I'm really excited for that. They're really giving her... The, the respect that she deserves because, let's face it, DC's just like, hey, we got Batman and Superman and a bunch of cool people and and Wonder Woman gets lumped into the a bunch of cool people. Yeah. yeah. It, it, DC tr- kind of just like, she's in the Trinity and then at times they're like, but the Trinity's also just Batman and Superman. But <laughs> no, Wonder Woman's like a duo. Cool. Yeah. Right, so yes. on that note then, what did you think of her portrayal in Batman v Superman? I, I really liked it. Her theme music alone. Yeah. yeah. She she was great. I'm I'm really excited about her solo movie. I think Gal Gadot Gata Gadot. Gadot. Yeah, Gadot. That is that okay. Uh, I think Gal Gadot. Whatever we say on the podcast. <laughs> I was I was hesitant mm. because of the whole like she doesn't look Amazonian in Proportionately. size. <laughs> yeah. But I think she pulled it off very well. It looked good. She had the ferocity yeah. that I feel Wonder Woman should have. And that one have. shot of her just, she gets knocked down and she smiles, that, yes. that sold yes. it. Yes, it, it, it was great. 
Um, I'm really excited about it. I, I'm excited about the Wonder Woman movie because I love Wonder Woman mm. and I'm glad she's finally getting to the big screen. But I some am very nervous about it because <laughs> the screenwriter, his like other uh, works, to works is like Ice Age Continental Drift and something else. Yeah. So he could be a fantastic writer. I'm not <laughs> saying he's, he, he might not be, but it is kind of like, eh. Yeah, and the director's a little worried. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Ice Age Continental Drift was fine. I enjoyed it I as an that. Ice Age movie. Yes, but <laughs> it's it's not a wonderful Ice Age. I would. Those are two totally yeah. different things. Yeah, but uh, then you look at like uh, you look at Fantastic Four, which had the director of Chronicle. This is true. And then you get Fantastic Four. <laughs> but uh, also that movie did have a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah. trouble. Uh, I just I needed a good comparison that's recent memory. Yes. For yeah. um, the director is also fairly green, mm. uh, but I, I have a lot of faith. They showed a little bit of footage. Of there's some footage. There's, some, there's been pictures of like uh, publicity pictures and, and whatnot. Set photos. And, and set like photos that, yeah. as well. Everything's looking good so far. Uh, I like the actress who's playing. I like Gal Gadot. Very strong supporting cast. Yeah, I. Chris I, Pine. Chris Pine. Chris um, Pine. What's um, her name? Uh, who's playing Hippolyta? She's big. Uh, yeah, I, I just I remember I just remember the Amazonians. You know, I don't face, remember yeah. the actresses. Yeah, <laughs> Hippolyta, Artemis. You know, but you know. I, I don't remember. All right, so that's heroes. What's that's... What's the next question? Hit him. Uh, favorite villain. Okay, villain. I am going to go with on um, on Marvel side. I'm gonna go with Grim Reaper, because uh, him. I'm I'm gonna be honest. He's just cool. That that's why <laughs> I like, name like that. Yeah. yeah, he's just he just has like a scythe arm or whatever, and he just wrecks people, and it's cool. Um, there are definitely other villains that I like because of the way they go about attacking the heroes in not necessarily a purely physical way, but they're manipulative yeah. of the world around it. Mm. Um, like, I was I was really considering Ward in uh, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is he because... a villain, though? We, that's, a, that's a conversation that Ronnie's not going to be part of, so maybe we should save I it. I saw the first season or so of... Um... Whatever that show is called. No. Agents, of Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. I I say he's a villain. Now he is. He's these a, days. Well, yeah. Even back in the first season of Agents of Shield, I wouldn't say he was a villain, but he was he definitely was a, a mi- bad guy. Misguided. Yeah. Um, looking for that father figure. Yeah. Um, it's funny because people hated Ward to begin with. Like they were like, "Oh, he's such a bad actor." Blah blah blah. And then it's like, "Oh, he was playing." Oh, and everybody suddenly loves Ward, and mm-hmm. it, like he's been an interesting character since. Yeah, and if you're up to date on Ages of Shield, he's uh, it's been interesting seeing Ward's turn. Yeah, and it's it. He also, and I also give the the actor a little more credit on it because of the fact that there is a a fine line, or not a fine line, a definitive line between. Ward and his current character. And also even like Ward Agent of Shield Ward and then Ward this is Hydra Ward and then Ward when he tries to take over Hydra basically. Like he he played a lot of different characters, so yeah. that would that's a great secondary villain to have. Yeah. Especially one that was created for the show. Yeah. yeah. And then and is now a basis for a comic book character. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed him a lot. So that's your Marvel side. Hit us with your 
Oh, well, that's your gut job, Ronnie. I got really excited. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'll just, I'll just sit here and drink my adult beverage. I won't say anything. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite DC villain? Or? I should be said no, right? <laughs> nah. Nah. Well, then, uh, uh, the next favorite situation. DC villain. Ah, mm, what? That's deep. <laughs> Gotham's a great show. You cannot hate on it. You've never seen it. I've seen it. I tried for season one, and I didn't get into you it. You tried, what, one episode? I tried the entire mid-season. Question. Answer. Did you look at Gotham as canon or an Elseworld? Elseworlds. Okay, good. Because, yeah. well, then, never mind. Because yeah. I was looking at it kind of canonically for the first, like, you can't look at so. you can't look at that. And anymore. I just I I was getting furious with it, and then I'm like, you know what? I because I have said it multiple times, even when I hated it, that the the acting was solid, the cinematography was solid. Oh yeah, like the, 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 the character was solid, um, but canonically it was just terrible. So then I was like, I'm gonna look at this as an Elseworld, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually feel better, yeah, a lot better, a lot better, and I'm really enjoying it now. Yes, um, but. Back back to the actual answer. Uh, I'm going with the Court of Owls as the him and the birds. Him yeah, and the birds. Me and the birds. <laughs> Bird brain. Whatever. Um, yeah. Might as well also throw in my favorite episode of Hey Arnold is the Pigeon Man. The Pigeon Man. <laughs> but that's also because it is a brilliant episode. My yeah, other Pigeons favorite TV. Uh, my other favorite TV show was Birds of Prey. And, uh, uh, that was a masterpiece. That was a great show. What are you talking about? I actually do want to watch it. I've never watched it. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> it was but anyway, so. I know, but I want to watch it. Yeah. That and the 1990s Flash. I have it. I I I want to I want to watch. Which that apparently now. is a multiverse story on Flash. Um. Yeah. That's actually that's actually where Mark Hamill's Batman the Animated Series uh, Joker, Joker comes inspiration. From. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He played the trickster first on the Flash, and they paid reference to it on Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Great. Great scene. Great. Uh, but yeah, I, I love The Court of Owls because of the fact that it is this kind of, uh, it is this organization that ruled Gotham, and it is something that was revealed to have haunted Batman his entire life. And I like the fact that A, the, the, the comic run was done very well because it kind of humanized Batman, because with the issue that a lot of writers can fall into when writing Superman. The fact that Superman is super powerful, so what problems can we really throw at him besides something to punch even harder? <laughs> Sometimes Batman can be written as, he's so smart, no one can pull the wool over him. Yeah. But uh, Scott Snyder, uh, uh, who is the writer of, that, of the New 52 Batman series, and a lot of other Batman stuff, uh, or stuff in general... He is able to not have the idea that uh, Batman is this all-knowing, all-powerful genius and puts in some humanity into Batman, and that's what I love. The fact that this group was able to hide from Batman the entire length of Batman's career and even uh, kind of get the better of him. Mm -hmm. And he, in my opinion, got lucky that he beat them rather than he just straight up beat them. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I really like them. It's an, it's an interesting, yeah. definitely a, a very different type of villain. Yeah. yeah. Batman, especially. Um, and especially w with with talent, because I know you said like the group should have a head. Like I liked. He was talent. the figurehead. Yeah. Yeah. He was the he, the face of it. Yeah, he was the the face of it. He was he was the, uh, like the muscle that the the group. Talons are on their feet. Not on their Talons are on. Oh, it's the foot of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the foot of it. 
And then there's Ronnie, who doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm uh, getting literal, okay? I'm not getting comic book. I'm getting literal. But it right was, now. it was, it was really not getting good. Literary? And I was, I will never forget those few pages in that comic book, which I don't know whose decision it was, but it was the best decision to kind of sink the readers. It was mine. It was not yours. Oh. Um, <laughs> well done, Ron. <laughs> um, to sink the readers, kind of. Uh, mentalness uh with with batmans in the fact that you would be going and reading a comic book regular from top left to bottom right left page to right page and it got to a point where it was just flipped over and you had to change the comic book the way you were holding it every t page turn and i've said it so many times but i loved that mm -hmm. i loved that so much mm -hmm. Really good. So now that he's given us the most detailed answer we've ever gotten, I'm sorry, it's just so we're, good. We're, what other questions? Should we should we even ask him any more questions? <laughs> no, this one's gonna be quick. I promise. Favorite um movie? Judge Dread, or I'm sorry, just Dread. I was about to say the Sylvester Stallone one. <laughs> Not the Sylvester Stallone one. The Carl Urban one. That one was really good. I just like the it. helmet on the whole time. Helmet on the whole time. Carl Urban was like, "This is about the comic, not about me." Um, the, the slow-mo scenes with the, the use of the drug slow-mo, which is in the yeah. movie, beautifully done. Yeah, the cinematography. Beautiful effects, well. everything. It was just a, a very good movie that I just kind of watched one day on Netflix. It was like, oh, whatever. And I was blown away by it. That's a little like, out, of, out, out there. Like, I don't think... Dread, the, the Dread, the Dread movie has like this huge cult following. Yeah. And Carl Urban himself is like, uh, he's trying to get a Netflix series off of it. Like, yeah. he's he's really campaigning hard, and the fans are behind him on it. Yeah, because they, they wanted a, a sequel, but it, it didn't, didn't pull in enough at the box office. It's got a killer following nowadays, um, and it's a great movie, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it just it didn't have the box office numbers that it needed. Yeah. Because they idiotically marketed it as Judge, like, 3D or whatever, and a lot of people just chalked it up to off, a, yeah. a 3D gimmick. Yeah. But... That's your that movie in three D would have been awesome. Yeah. So, um, what about your favorite uh, superhero TV show? Doesn't have to be current. Could be back in the day, all time favorite. I hope it's Smallville. I Zombie. I Zombie. That's wow. right. That's a, that's a yeah, DC product. That's why it's it on is, CW. It is. Lucifer's a DC property, and it's on uh, Fox. But so is Gotham. Yeah. By the way, uh. Fun facts, apparently on Lucifer there was a Supergirl reference recently. Really? Yeah, but and Lucifer it... sucks. What? Lucifer kind of sucks. <laughs> I heard Lucifer got better and like it, as the season progressed, but it, uh, it apparently did. there was um, a billboard of Supergirl in an overhead shot on Lucifer, and it's gone viral now. Really? So people are wondering if it's some sort of, you know, just a little nod and a wink, but... Uh, you know, we we talked about in one of our episodes that um, since Constantine is in continuity with Arrow, that heaven and hell exist. Yeah, they mentioned Constantine's there, so it only makes sense that the character of Lucifer from a DC property would exist in the DC universe. So that you know, it just it raises some interesting questions. Yeah. But uh, I have not seen iZombie Ronnie. Have you seen iZombie? I have not. I've heard uh, mixed things about it though. Heard some people say it's great. Some people say it's all right. Like I haven't heard anything like 
bad about it though. I've heard great things about the actual actress. Like like oh, she, she is, is fantastic. she's fantastic, she's phenomenal. For those of you guys who don't listen, can you give us like a just like a quick if you had to explain it to somebody who didn't know comics, didn't know anything? Okay, so the idea is that the main actress or main actor, main character. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, she becomes a zombie. Uh, her name is Liv Moore. Yeah, there's oh, plenty. God. Yeah, there's plenty of that That's stuff, but funny. they kind of like full go into it fully. They really. go into the camp. Yeah, they, they they know how hammy it is, and they just kind of steer right into it, and and it's funny that Roll way instead punches. of trying to be like oh, I'm so smart. But main character's name is Liv Moore. She is a zombie, and in this universe, zombies are not like Walking Dead style zombies. If they eat a brain. They continue to maintain their humanity. They are able to act functionally normal and essentially still maintain their memories and thoughts and whatnot. Okay. The only thing is that by eating the brain, they uh, gain access to the person's memories. So in this show, what happens is uh, she works for the city morgue, the police morgue, so she'll eat a brain, and she'll get a vision. Something will trigger a vision, a memory of the brain that she ate, of the person that was murdered or killed, and she uses that to help solve uh, the the murders. Hmm. However, that's just kind of the setup. They kind of list this show as a police procedural, but There's it breaks away from that very fast because there is another character who is also a zombie, who essentially is creating more zombies to feed what is essentially a drug business, where yeah. he creates the zombies and then creates a need for them to eat a brain, and then he needs to harvest brains and then give them to these people. So that's Sounds complicated. <laughs> it is it is complicated, but it is it is a fantastic series in my opinion. It is done by Rob Thomas, who did uh, Veronica Mars, which I haven't oh, watched, but it's a great, great series. I've heard that that's a great series as well. Um, to the point where the fans campaigned for a movie. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I highly recommend the show. All of the actors are great. All the storylines are great. The jokes are great. It's it's just it's great all around. Awesome. It's also it's kind of weird that there's a DC show on CW that has nothing to do with Greg Berlanti. Yeah. Because he kind of run he runs Flash, Arrow, Legends, and Supergirl. Yeah. So I mean the only DC properties that aren't run by him are Gotham, iZombie, and uh, Lucifer. Lucifer. Which is strange because I I kind of figured he'd at least like like all these other companies who are like trying to create these shows kind of be like. Well, Berlanti kind of figured it out. Can, do you want, like, an EP yeah, or right? something like that? Yeah. As as long as we keep Mark Guggenheim away from everything, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, oh, he's got man. some good code. He's got some good notes on his resume, though. Yeah. Okay. He's, Maybe, like... It depends on how long a show goes on. He he might have some good stuff, but he has a lot of bad. <laughs> uh, you can't even argue that yeah. one. Yeah. So we got. Just gonna shut up now about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Ronnie's fault. So now that we've thoroughly interviewed, uh, thoroughly, 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 like he answered mentally, physically. I mean, uh, wait, we've uh, known him for fifteen years. <laughs> We're done with the physical. At this point. <laughs> um, That's how so, we got on the show. Wait, 
What? Wait. What? <laughs> so, uh, no, he sent us a Facebook message. Hey, you guys want to be on a regular <laughs> show? <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Because we're, we're like, we always uh, comment now on the, the Nerd Vault. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, it's we always comment on his stuff, the Nerd Vault <laughs> stuff, or his stuff, and he always comments on our stuff. So it's like, it's been like a back and forth, and all of a sudden it was just like, Wait a minute. Hey, why don't we just do this in person? Do the thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, by the way, guys, if you're not following them on Facebook, it's so much fun because they do a, a March... Not a April March Madness. Madness. April no, Madness. A Spring, spring Madness. On a comic book, basically, what, duels or... What, fights. Duels. Fights, what yeah. are we, bang in the West? <laughs> duels, I'm going to duel you. <laughs> All right, that wasn't just in the West. Let's calm down there, champ. What is this, Legends of Tomorrow? Oh, no, 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 I see what you did there. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, they, we have a lot of fun, both myself and Ronnie, kind yes. of commenting on that. So if you guys, you know, get a chance, find them on. We we tag them in a bunch of stuff, so you can go through our statuses. Yeah, every, every time you do that, I'm always thinking like, how how do they do that? Like, because there have been times I'm like, I want to tag you guys. I'm like, I don't. I from don't wanna... from your Facebook pa- fan page, you can do. You can yes. tag. Yeah, I other. tried. I'm just like, I'm I'm, I'm too dumb to do. <laughs> I don't like, know. Yes. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun though. I think. Yes. What was your What was your question of the of today? It was uh, today was Wolverine versus the Hulk. Yes, yes. and we both kind of. Said we, the Hulk. we did, but then was, then and then then your co-host. But, but this is my thing, though. Like with that question, I was kind of I was. It took me a while to comment because I was like, you know what? It's like eight minutes after I commented. <laughs> okay, I saw it before you commented. No, I saw it before you commented, and course, I was like, yeah. ooh. I mean, Wolverine could easily kill him. I mean, he might not be able to kill the Hulk, but. He could kill Bruce Banner, which essentially kill, is killing would, would he the Hulk. Kill the Hulk because Bruce Banner has shot himself, and yeah. the, and he said like, "Ooh, Hulk spit, just the other spit guy the spit it out." But see, I mean, that's a fun one. Well, my whole thing is like, look at how Deadpool killed Hulk. Hulk ate him, and then he came out with the swords, right? And that's how that was Hulk an Elseworlds Elseworlds yeah. story, though, where Deadpool yeah. killed the Marvel universe. Ronnie was. We were out last night talking about our vacation. Then there's Ronnie going. <laughs> You want to see the most messed up things Deadpool ever did? Killed all the animals from Jungle Book. Yes, <laughs> apparently so. I still yes. say my favorite uh, Deadpool line is "Holla at your boy." When he's trying, when I, I don't know what the comic was. I don't know what the comic was. I just know he was like, he was like, "Avengers assemble!" No one came. He's like, "Anybody? Holla at your boy, Deadpool." <laughs> Uh, if, if Deadpool, Deadpool had a rallying call, what do you think it would be? I think it would just be chimichangas. No, it'd be something vulgar that we can't say on this show. Family friendly. Yeah, probably something yeah. with Colossus. But anyway, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Deadpool Harley Quinn crossover. Oh, we can only dream. They are still talking about that Deadpool Spider Man crossover. Yeah. And w- what do we say? The only way that it would work is because we're the two best friends that anybody could. Have. It has to be Deadpool <laughs> in a Spider Man movie, and he has to constantly get bleeped out and make mention of it. Like, yeah. What the was that? <laughs> Why can't I? Say things. Yeah. I, I I forget what it was or or where I saw it or who said it, but they were saying Deadpool in an X Men movie where he's aware of the fact that it's a PG thirteen rating, so they can they can use uh that word once. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire movie, he's just like trying to. He's like, I'm mm, not yet, not yet. And they then have a little end. counter at the bottom too when he finally says it. Minimum f words used zero. But no. He doesn't say it. At the end of the movie, will he like get to the end and he's about to say it and Wolverine just like wasted on something lame. Oh, and Deadpool's yes. just like, No And all of a sudden you hear 
freaking Morse Morse code, and then it's, <laughs> it would be okay, right? Well, it's funny because Deadpool feels so disconnected from the Marvel universe or the the X Men universe, even though they had Colossus and yeah. the X Mansion, and they make reference. It's like the studio couldn't afford any more X Men. But, like, I feel like seeing this Deadpool in a movie with Wolverine would actually be a little weird. Yeah. But uh, do we have any news we want to talk about before we jump into anything? Yeah, there's a little big Marvel news out there. Little big Marvel news. Little big. I want you to... Is it Ant-Man? Little Big Hero 6. It's Ant-Man, obviously. Little Big Hero 6. He hasn't seen Big Hero... Apparently Mike has not seen Big Hero 6. Send the hate mail to the nerd. (laughs) (laughs) No, just send (laughs) Blu-rays. Both. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But uh, what's a little bit of big news that we got, Mr. Castrovinci over here? What? Why are you calling me that? I wanted to get official before we get into the big stuff. A little uh, directing news. Mr. Uh, John Favreau. Supposedly coming back to uh, do some Marvel stuff. Yeah, but uh, not Which as a director. Is, yeah. he's ta- They're talking about some, some executive producing yeah. or just Which I'm involved. okay with because, I mean, he, whatever he touches when it comes to the Marvel side is fantastic. Well, you know, it's funny that this coincides with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. kind of hinting at Iron Man 4, because he was a cast member, too. He was Happy Hogan, which is yes. a character in the comics, who apparently gets together with uh, Pepper Potts. Ooh, Ooh him. Happy Pepper, but anyway. Um, so, I, I'm very curious to see if this is going to be on the tails of some sort of announcement for Iron Man 4. Because we have, we have Marvel Phase 4. We know every movie up till what, 2022 or something crazy? 2020. Like, it, it's pretty up there. Um, and we talked about it in our last episode how Marvel kind of had to shift their schedule. They took away Inhumans. And in our previous episode, we brought up the discussion about uh, Fox and Marvel, too. Yeah. So it's curious to see if um, Iron Man's going to get another solo film. I think they will. I think they'll have to wait until... Um... Probably after after Spider-Man, after after Infinity Wars. I'm actually kind of curious. So we're in, we're about to enter phase three with Civil War. Mm -hmm. And let's kind of face it, Civil War isn't Captain America. It's kind of another Avengers. But they're toting it as a Captain America movie. Correct. But so what I'm curious about, and phase phase three is going to feature Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Is Black Panther... Black yes. Panther. Black Panther. Spidey. Um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So these are all new entries into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question is, for the old-timers, with the exception of maybe Ragnarok, although isn't Thor potentially going to be... Or not... Uh, obviously Thor is going to be in Ragnarok. <laughs> what? Hulk. Uh, Hulk. Hulk, potentially. So what I'm kind of curious about... And we have Guardians, that, too. Yeah. Well, Guardians is kind of like... Literally. Guardians, like, too. I said it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians is like in in the future, like not Guardians future in our like thing, literally yeah. in the year like until Infinity Wars happens, it's kind of in its own universe. Yeah. Yes. Um. So what I'm curious about is, are they going to start bringing the Marvel Cinematic Universe together, together with some of the old timers, like Thor and Hulk are going to be together? Captain America, Civil War has all these people. Would Iron Man four feature Spider Man? Um, Spider Man. Tony Stark's going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also Captain Marvel coming out. Are they going to, like, start bringing these characters that have been around now since 2008, 2010, whatever, into movies? Are we going to see, like, maybe Ant-Man and Iron Man teaming up in a movie type thing? Um, Iron Ant. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be interesting what? to see if that, Iron that's what they go for. <laughs> 
but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Black well, Widow. Well, you know, it's funny because when we first were getting the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was a lot of solo films. It was, you know, and then kind of nods to other films. Yeah. You know, whether it was in the second Thor when Loki, you know, masquerades as Captain America for 13 seconds or uh, Tony Stark kind of appearing at the end of Incredible Hulk. You know, it's it's interesting to see because now we have this rich universe where um, interaction between characters would be totally um, organic and normal. It wouldn't seem forced. So I'm curious, you know, to see what kind of interaction. I, I really want to see when or who's going to connect the Guardians to our mainstream kind of Avengers team because they're going to have to team up to against uh, Thanos. Yeah. It's logical. It's going to happen. I just want Star-Lord to get an iPod. I <laughs> just want to watch the Hulk smash Thanos' face in. I want him to try yeah. and Thanos to just smack him away. And I want all of, like, everybody's like, no, 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 Hulk's got this. They're all just kind of standing there. Hulk, like, charges. And he's like, Hulk's gonna smash. Poof! And you just see Hulk go flying away. Hulk like, um, Oh, no. Oh, um, <laughs> and then they just rock, paper, scissors to see who goes next. That would be funny. That would that that would be funny. I admit, but Thanos has like. Go, there have been times where Thanos is just like, I'm not gonna fight Hulk. Like I know I can beat him. It depends on what tough. Thanos we're gonna get. Because at the end of Age of Ultron, Thanos, you see him finding a second Infinity Gauntlet. Because there's the one in Odin's vault that we've seen several mm-hmm. times now, and you know. Are we going to see him with any of the Infinity Stones? Maybe one or two. And then I think that Avengers Infinity War Part 1 is going to end with him getting all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's the most logical ending. And the, all the Avengers are just like, oh, Deadpool, say say the word we're going to need to say. And Captain America's <laughs> just like, language. But um, I, I feel like um, we're going to get different levels of Thanos and his difficulty to the point where we need two movies to kind of do yeah. And Deadpool to come in. And Deadpool to come in and save the day. <laughs> he's gonna kill. He's gonna. He's gonna take care of this. Yeah, that would a... be the best ending, or at least like the best blooper to <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. Just but, see uh, him like swing in. Yeah, on Spider-Man's webs. <laughs> With a spidey little help. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Oh man, I cut the uh, web. <laughs> I missed. But uh, so, is that all the news we have? Yeah. All right, so we got to jump into the meat and potatoes. If you listen to our last episode, what did you say? The meat, meat and bones. The meat Same and bones. Thing, right? And I said that it doesn't make sense. How does it not make sense? Because nobody eats the bones. Actually, bone marrow is really good for you. It is. What is... <laughs> what? Right, yes. Team bone marrow versus team <laughs> potatoes, I guess. Everything's better with potatoes, all right? Potatoes can sustain you for a long time. Potatoes yeah. and milk. Potatoes carbs. That's a weird combination, but okay. I'm not saying at the same time. No, not, oh, not at the same time. Like <laughs> no, you, you I mean, you could. Yeah. Because think about it. Hash browns in the morning. Also, uh, mashed potatoes are potatoes with milk. If you really think about it. you got to pour milk in. All right, so, Captain America. <laughs> so, we just finished watching Winter Soldier. The three of us watched it together. and um, we, we held we, hands. What was that? We held hands. We held hands. Um, it, just it, so you guys know, we're on separate couches right now. Those two and me. <laughs> <laughs> they're on one. They're, they're Team Iron Man. Um, so we just watched Winter Soldier. That's not funny. Yeah, it, no, made me, not funny. it made me want a Black Widow movie even more. Yes. yes. Yeah. And made me want Hawkeye to cameo even more. Yeah. But, so we watched 
Winter Soldier together, and we had our playful banter in between <laughs> yeah. uh, scenes. So we were going to record that, but as Mike pointed out during that, we were just like, <laughs> we're going to have to edit out all the dull uh, quietness. And that's just too much work for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Ronnie said one bad word in one episode. It took 28 minutes to edit it, it out. It did not. Well, yeah, because we had to finish recording. <laughs> I had to write down the, uh, the minute marker. You Which you were back. off by like five minutes. Yeah. But um, so I think we're going to start off with a, a road so far for Captain America. Was that a... That was a supernatural. That was a little yeah, bit of a supernatural. We, I was going to play the song. The road so far... Yeah, the road's so Okay, just keep on. That's a great no, song. No, no, I do the singing. Saving. No, yeah, okay. yeah. Right, you just right, broke right. the mic. I, what? I just broke the mic? Oh, God. Are we in the red? We're in the red? Are you in the right um, plug this time? But, uh... <laughs> that's what it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, the <Ronnie Cash> <laughs> Well, then. So, we're first introduced to Steve Rogers, born in 1918... <laughs> <laughs> Figured that out. Ronnie was sitting there counting on his fingers. I was not counting on my fingers. No, I was not. You were doing math for a solid five minutes, though. Five seconds. It was the entire scene of them in the car that you were doing the math. But um, no. So Steve Rogers, time. born nineteen eighteen. Um, we established he was about twenty. 627? Oh, yeah. See, now he doesn't know. But meanwhile, <laughs> I figured out in three seconds when you find out the age. Are anyway, you fascinating. Can... So you can tell me the actual age. No. Well, what year did he enlist? Well, the, the, well, 1945. That's when the war was over, so it would be pretty yes. weird. <laughs> well, no, because he was... 41. 41 was the start of World War II for... But did, he didn't, obviously, he didn't start because... He enlisted as soon as possible. So let's say... Uh, 23. 23-ish, 24-ish. Um, frail, sickly, asthma, like every possible disease it seems like at the time. Um, he tries to enlist, I think, like a total of five times in Avengers, in the first Avenger. Yeah. Um, and he's then approached by a Dr. Es- Erskine? Eskin? We probably should have watched Captain America First <laughs> Avenger 2. Uh, a German doctor who proposes to him... I'll give you the chance. No. <laughs> probably at this point. We don't even know. Um, proposed to him, I will give you a chance to fight in the war... Here's what you need to do. We're doing this top secret soldier, super soldier program, and we want you to be a possible candidate. And lo and behold, Steve Rogers gets nominated under Tommy Lee Jones. He did have a fun theme song in uh, First Avenger. And if you notice every movie that he's in, I noticed this in Avengers Age of Ultron because I was watching it this afternoon because I don't have a social life. Um, Sucks to suck. They play his theme song whenever he's doing something awesome. They'll play his like dun da 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 da. He's got a nice yeah. little. It's nice to have a superhero with a theme. I really yeah. don't feel like we have it as much anymore. Na, 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 na. Bah, bah. Yeah, that was that was like forty years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, buddy? I know you're very proud of your theme music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was but, um, talking about the fifty years. The fifty years. Oh, sorry. But anyway, <laughs> so he gets elected to be the super soldier. <laughs> Next week on the Multiverse Fancast, Adam West. But anyway, karaoke um, night. <laughs> we should do an episode of karaoke night. But anyway, um, all superhero theme songs. When Captain America throws his no, 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 no. That would be you singing. Now it would just be humming stuff. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. There is a Spider Pig. All right, we're we're getting Spider Ham. The amazing Spider Ham. Yeah, he 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 ate a spider. I yep. think it was. Yeah, something weird like that. All of them are animals. But anyway, um, 
So Captain America, he becomes uh, the world's first and only super soldier and defeats the Red Captain, Skull. Captain America, I think that's what the... The, the, the cat version. Version. Yeah, the animal version of Captain America. There are several multiverse uh, issues. Although, let's be honest, Captain America would be a dog. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. or an eagle. A German Shepherd. Why a German Shepherd? Hydra! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. We all knew it, but anyway. Um, at the end of Captain America First Avenger, he gets um, stuck in the ice, and apparently being a super soldier, if it's cold enough, you get cryogenically frozen. It's like a nice combination of whatever was in those vials, and some vita rays, and some ice. So descriptive, isn't he? He leaves a, pat, a sad Peggy. <laughs> yes, sad Agent yeah. Carter, who gets her own two seasons. But, but she uh, should get a third. She should get a third. <laughs> She's not getting a third. I hope she gets a third. I hope I watch the second. That's my second favorite. That's your second favorite. <laughs> really? Agent Carter's second favorite? It's good. It is good, but uh, is, I gotta catch season two. It's really good. So he gets woken up in modern times, recruited by Nick Fury to join the Avengers Initiative first. He yes. doesn't really become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent first. He, it's really Avengers first for him. And uh, the cool thing, and we noted this during Winter Soldier, is that his character remains very constant. Yeah. It, it's proof that you can have a character whose moral compass doesn't change. And it can be interesting and entertaining for us to watch. I've to that point how he doesn't change his moral compass. I have a feeling I am jumping ahead to Civil War, but I have a feeling we're gonna see a little change in him. I feel like Civil War it's gonna be a test Not of too loyalty crazy. though. It's gonna be the loyalty that's gonna you think? be issue. I don't know. I, I think Yeah. I, I I think with Captain America his his entire personality is the fact that he puts his faith in people yeah. and will allow them to do wrong and he he won't act until they have proven that they have done wrong. And he, he will give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. always. And fight for their freedom in regards to it. So, you know, yeah. it's it's we, we talked about it. There's a scene in Winter Soldier where he's talking to Nick Fury and he's like, you know, yeah, we compromised in World War II, but it was for people to be free. Yeah. And that's what they have every right to be. And that's that's going to be an interesting point in Civil War to kind of see if that's his still his standpoint cuz we were talking in Civil War it's going to be about Bucky. Yes. Not about um any sort of red like we've seen the scene of him and Tony arguing about um like if the the government can't regulate us because the government has its own interests. Mm -hmm. As Avengers, we have the interests of the general people, the people who we are trying to protect. That's our interest, so we can, you know, make our own decisions. Which, this, uh, kind of, it's kind of going off topic. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. more or less mainly an American uh, program, even though it's meant to serve the world? I feel like the fact it that, is like, international, because they did recruit, you know... No, Romanov, who is a Russian spy, basically. Uh, yeah. But it's regulated by the World Security Council. So, obviously, it, it's it's got some well, sort of worldly views. I, it's it's American-based, but it does, it does serve, go international. It goes international. That's it, why they're being overseen by, by the body and government. Yeah. It, I mean, it, and this might just be the exact like uh, allegory that... Marvel Comics is going for it, but it kind of seems the way that, uh, like, in the real world right now, 
America is considered the police force of the world, even mm. though we're just America, mm. with the the gov- with um, the UN being like yeah. the the governing body in the yes. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and we, I don't know if that's meant to be or it's just. Well, we also have to look at the source material. Like when Captain America first came out, he like one of his first comic issues is him socking Hitler in the jaw. Like there was a time where. You know, the comics reflected that America was the source of all good. Mm. And it only makes sense that S.H.I.E.L.D. was created in the comics as an American force to protect the world. And, you know, now we're... Obviously, it's a it's an American-made Hollywood film, and it's going to reflect those kind of views. I'm sure, like, if it's a movie made by Bollywood, you know, it's going to be an Indian government-run industry. And it's it's just a... I think it's a product of the times, but also a respect to the source material. This yeah. is true. So, we're kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah, we are. So, Avengers comes out, and Steve Rogers is, you know, he's kind of the, uh, almost like the field leader of the Avengers. He's the tactician. And mm-hmm. I like how they showed that he, we don't see his growth really during the war, but obviously he learns a lot. Like, he goes from this tiny kid from Brooklyn who doesn't know how to fight to a brilliant tactician who yes. ends up not only basically helping us win the war against Hydra and Germany, but also to the point where Tony Stark himself, during the Battle of New York, he's like, call it, Captain. You tell us where we're going to go. Yeah. But um, so it's an interesting kind of respect, and we see it in the very beginnings. And I guess we could kind of talk about how Tony Stark and him interact in the first movie. You know, the famous scene of, put on the suit, let's go a few rounds, yeah. kind of thing. Now, a lot of people say that that's because of the staff that was in the room, because everybody kind of gets, like, a little angry. Yeah. What, is, what does Thor say? You people are so petty yeah. and tiny. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love Thor. You gotta love Thor. Just, every every movie, his hair's a little bit different. So Really? Yeah. What are you, a female? Wow. Noticing his hair. Speaking of female and Thor, let's get Lady Thor into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Seriously. And then She-Hulk? She-Hulk would be a very fun... The Hulk, unfortunately, has so many um, litigation challenges. Because, <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, Hulk is still owned by Universal. They rent him out to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very similar to what Spider-Man and Sony are doing right now. Yeah. So they, they, that's why the, there hasn't been another Hulk solo film. It's been so difficult for them to do. But, um, so, I mean, basically Avengers ends with, like, Captain America kind of going his own way. Mm-hmm. And we pick up with Winter Soldier. He's now an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's kind of, he's leading the strike team. Yes. And he kind of stumbles upon a little bit of a conspiracy. Just a tiny one. Yeah, little. Little bit. A little big conspiracy? A little big conspiracy. So, Ronnie, what's the conspiracy that he stumbles upon? Life. Life. (laughs) 42. (laughs) I get that reference. (laughs) Set hike? (laughs) Yeah, sure, Ronnie. Sports not the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or anything. But anyway. All right, Ronnie, well, uh, so long. Thanks for all the fish. (laughs) (laughs) I get that reference, too, but anyway. Mm, adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> they made that reference on the Flash. Come on, Cisco said it himself. Who's Cisco? All right then. Bye. <laughs> Reverb. Who? Phil. Oh, okay. Eobard. Tun tun tun. The real Hydra. 
Why are you talking about Hydra? Because we're talking about Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. So that's the conspiracy. <laughs> See how I tie it all back in? <laughs> Eventually. Um, so Cap yes. stumbles upon that apparently Hydra is not only not dead, but is... Alive in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a parasite inside a S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And runs... Interesting word. Yeah, parasite. Arnim, Arnim Zola says it in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. That's the reference I was making. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but sure, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but, um, so Winter Soldier is, it's it's a funny title for the movie considering the Winter Soldier himself is kind of a small player in the movie. The real spoiler alert is... It's not a spoiler alert. It's been... If you watch the trailers... Three, three years? It's been a while now. Four years? So Bucky Barnes, his his partner, his closest friend, James what, Buchanan. James Buchanan Barnes. Yep. Was uh Bartholomew. What uh idiot. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> During our sound check I kept saying James Bartholomew. <laughs> but anyway. We do sound checks, by the way, guys, apparently. Just this one episode. But um we find out that the winter soldier is Bucky Barnes, and he's a tool of Hydra. <laughs> Martha! Martha! <laughs> yeah, we established that all Captain America had to say was Martha during their fight scene, and he would have been like, Why would you say that name? That would have been even funnier. Bucky? Why would you say that name? <laughs> How dare you? She's a nice lady. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's break down some... We got some intros. We got a... Uh, oh, no. Not like that. Break we down. talked about oh, this. Sorry. You can't break it so, yeah, down. So yeah, so we got introduced to uh, Falcon. Falcon, yes. You're one of your favorite characters, it seems. I really enjoy him. What did we enjoy the most about Falcon that we're expecting in Civil War? We were just talking about it. He's human. Okay. <laughs> it, it's kind of like a... Yeah. Well, oh, the... All right, so, Mike, what <laughs> do you want to see from Falcon whoa, in Civil whoa. War? See, my big thing Feather is... Feather daggers! You, yeah. He wants... That's... Uh, we're going to see that in X-Men Apocalypse, though. Archangel's going to... Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. count. He's mutant. Yeah. But see, my thing with, like... Think of, like, you know, everyone's whole thing with Batman is, oh, he's human. He has no special powers. This is just like Falcon. He lost AM, man. And Bucky. Because he can shrink. Well, Bucky. I mean, I, 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 would, I would go further and say that Captain America is even more... Has no special powers than Falcon. Falcon has, like, a super cool jetpack. But that's it. But when it comes to sort fighting, of look, at, look at this movie. I mean, he didn't have that. his suit. Right? When he didn't have a suit, he was still kicking S.H.I.E.L.D.'s butt. Uh, for the record... Or Hydra's side. For the record, he got his butt kicked by Rumlow. Yeah. 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 You edited out that, Who's that? that awkward yeah. pause. Okay. And turns out to be Crossbones. Spoiler it doesn't open. turn out to be Crossbones. He is Crossbones. He's wearing the Crossbones yes. on his shirt. But anyway, so... Did you know that Crossbones used to be like a thing or whatever? Like you would collect... Like that predated silly bands. All right, you need to just go home. It's a thing. I learned about it too, all right? Whatever. I just learned about it. I, I did some research for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I explicitly looked up late 90s era toys. <laughs> for this episode. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Captain America, he's a relic of a... What did, what did uh, Black Widow call him? I need to go to the Smithsonian because... Uh, oh, fossil. fossil. Yeah. But, um... In a beautiful car. In yes. a beautiful car. Stingray. Yeah. Oh, the, the Corvette Stingray. Yeah, fa- famous time for the Corvette Stingray. They also had it in uh, Transformers at the same time. Yes. Concept car. 
But um, so we get Falcon, who we're introduced to as a, we are we, we are saying Falcon right with an F because you keep saying it both of you and I'm like wait are they saying Falcon or Falcon? It sounds like he's doing a V. Right? Both of you, though. And now it sounds like I'm Fal- saying Falcon. I say Falcon. Falcon. Coffee. Just stop making fun of the way I talk, okay? <laughs> coffee? What about it? Would you like to go get some coffee after this? Quill Wheaton. <laughs> Whiskey. Speaking of Wheaton, then we have we have to look that up during the movie. Wheaton, New Jersey. <laughs> so, um, so, Falcon is introduced and... We get um, a nice intro to him, and one of our favorite things was the back and forth with him and Cap, because... On your left. (laughs) On your left, yes. A lot of people, when they talk to Cap, they talk to him with a certain level of respect, and, like, a certain level of... He's my commander, almost. He's somebody that I should be very serious with, and Sam Wilson, he's just like... He's my buddy. Don't you even say it. Don't you say on your left. He, He... A lot of other people treat... Captain America as like this legend, mm. and Wilson treats him like any other soldier. Yeah, because they're both soldiers. Everyone else that he interacts with, you well, know, Cap interacts like, with, aren't soldiers. Let's not forget we haven't seen Cap interact with other soldiers since the first yeah. Avengers and the first Avenger, and you know it was um it was Dum Dum Dugan and the rest of the Howling Commandos, and they you know they were having drinks with him and they were you know celebrating with him. So it is nice to see somebody who has more of a friendship with him. Because you can't say Black Widow has a friendship with him at first. Like, it develops over the course of the movie. But yeah. um, it's more of a working relationship with a lot of Black Widow sass. Yeah. Sass, I said. Sass, Black Widow's sass, Ronnie. Don't give me that look, Margot Robbie. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, that's how you make Ronnie stop talking. Margot Ronnie? Oh, he's that's shipping our, for it. That's he's shipping. That's for our it. name. No, I take it back. You just shipped it. Oh, you just created the elicity of this show. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, we shipped it. Appreciate yes. it so much. Shout but, out to um, Margot Robbie if you're listening. I hope you are. We have we have like 19 <laughs> listeners. No. Um. So we also got um Sam Wilson in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. He had his a little basically. Uh, I feel like they edited him in afterwards. Where he's still chasing down leads on Bucky, but he yep. somehow managed to get a brand new suit with colors and a fully new fashion. Iron Man. Uh, or Iron is it Man. Cisco? <laughs> it was not Cisco. That's a different thing. And then we get not nah, Flash just ran over into <laughs> Flash uh, multiverse. But um, and then we get a cameo of him in uh, Ant Man. Yeah. Where it kind of leads to where Civil War is going to be with him. Yes. With uh, him looking for. Ant-Man. So we, we theorize that Ant-Man's going to come in the middle of Civil War because mm-hmm. Falcon's going to be like, hey, wait, I know this guy. He can help us out because yeah. in the post credit scenes to Ant-Man, they mentioned the Sokovia Accords won't let them help Bucky. Yes. You're just saying yes or you actually remember? I actually remember. I saw, I've seen Ant-Man two or three times. Ant-Man's a great movie. I enjoyed it. We are going to talk a little Ant-Man, I think. Towards the end. So we talked about kind of Cap's progression. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Falcon. Who else do we need to talk about from Winter Soldier? You want to talk about the Winter Soldier? Or Black Widow. You want to, we can talk about Black Widow. Or both. Black Widow, I feel like, has been in the most Marvel movies. Yeah. I feel like she's really kind of... Like, almost every movie, I feel like she pops in. At somehow. first, Coulson, and I think even Coulson himself, like, the guy who plays him, was like, I'm the glue of the Marvel Universe yeah. until they killed him. But, um, spoilers for Avengers. 
But um, I feel like Black Widow is kind of that connecting piece between not just the movies, but also S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers. Mm -hmm. um, and as a non-powered Avenger, it's great to see her kind of still. Or even like Fury, too, is kind of... Is, is she an Avenger? Is she considered in an uh, She an was in Avenger? the circle shot and in all the slow motion shots. She's an Avenger. Hawkeye's an Avenger, too, so, you know what, let's all just move on. Everyone's an Avenger. You have an Avenger. You have an Avenger. <laughs> Can they at least say assemble at this point? No. She they're never gonna say it. Well, you know what? I just gonna be the one to say I, it. I just want them to go, be like, Avengers, let's get together. They do say that. Yeah. In um, Age of Ultron, Tony Stark, he's like, Avengers, time to go to work for a living. I was like, no, they need to assemble at I'm this spot. You, it's gonna be Deadpool. To say it. It's, that, it's gonna be Deadpool. Deadpool's gonna, like, someone's about to say it, and then all of a sudden Deadpool's gonna be like, no, even assemble. Better. You ready? You ready? <laughs> so, uh, Captain America's gonna about to, like, say it in Civil War, and Spider-Man's gonna swing by, like, right behind him and go, assemble! <laughs> <laughs> and Captain America's gonna be like, oh, that kid. <laughs> uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> Call Sony. Take him back. <laughs> but, um, do you want to Cap can't do that. Only Deadpool can. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Black Widow, um... She plays the spy in this yes. very heavily. Like you don't really know her alliance till about halfway through when she's like, "I'm on your team, Cap. You know, we got this." And she sacrifices her identity and every terrible thing that she's done. And let's let's face it, she puts her hands in the mud, and she is the one that does the things that nobody else wants to do in Shield. Mm -hmm. she, she was a mild terrorist before she was in Shield. And that was yeah. yeah, she was a Russian terrorist. Because Black Widow is not Natasha Romanoff. It's a code name. Yeah, for an organization in Russia's like, Which we seen a little bit more in Agent Carter, if yes. memory serves correct. But we, um which again makes me want a Black Widow solo movie film. even more because we haven't seen a Black Widow like origin story. So I just want to see what happened in Budapest, because uh, there's that scene in Avengers where she's like, "It's like Budapest all over again." And Hawkeye's like, "You and I remember Budapest very differently <laughs> in the middle of the Battle of yeah. New York." But um, yeah, so I thought it was great to see her kind of sacrifice um, herself for that. But then we never see the ramifications of it because in Avengers: Age of Ultron, she's just an Avenger. Mm, this is true. But, um, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, I feel like the most force-fed love story of all time, her and Bruce Banner, out of left field completely, with no indication previously yeah. of it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously we don't know. There was no Olicity. Seriously. <laughs> oh, Mike just rolled his eyes so hard. Just so you guys know, Mike is boycotting Arrow currently, so he is, what, like eight episodes behind? No, I watched... Uh... Episode season four, episode eighteen, and what they did at the end of that episode is it was the final nail in the coffin, if you will. That um, I don't get it. Let me explain. <laughs> when you're, I'll explain when you're older. No, but uh, believe me, uh, season four, episode sixteen, which was Broken Era with Cupid, that one, uh, that one. Uh, I was I was counting down till you said, "Am I older yet?" <laughs> Running um, jokes, but um. Oh, I love it's Cupid, stupid. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, that whole God. I like Cupid. That episode was terrible. The writing was terrible. Yes. All right, so back to uh, <laughs> Black Widow. Am I older now? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. But um, no, you're not. Um, Technically, so I am. Black Widow and and Hulk have this very strange 
Hulk smash? <laughs> Hulk smash it. But no, we need to go back because in Incredible no, Hulk, Hulk... can't smash it. <laughs> Incredible Hulk, they established that Bruce Banner cannot... Uh, Perform, perform those adult deeds with because he can't get too excited. Deeds? What are we talking about? Houses for? Yeah, that too. But um, he he can't. He doesn't have a social security number at this point. Can't can't get yeah. a loan. But um, can we can we also establish where is Betty Ross at this point? I hope they make mention of her in Civil War because they're bringing back General Ross. The one that Ross, made the flag, right? No, that's Betsy. <laughs> Betsy. Betsy. I Ross. know. I don't know if you know at this point. <laughs> But um, Betty Ross in the story. comics is kind of he's she's the lowest lane to his Clark Kent, the Black Canary. Darn it! To um, <laughs> who's Black Canary? We don't need to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Apparently, she's not po- like good enough to be in the universe anymore, or whatever. Let's just hit the brakes really quick. Pump, but, um, pump the brakes real hard. It's a very interesting. I want to see. Obviously, Black Widow is now a. a an Avengers trainer. Her and Steve Rogers are now in charge of creating this new Avengers team by the end of the Age of Ultron, which consists of Falcon, 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 Vision, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, and War Machine. Yes. Is he going by War Machine again? Is he back to War Machine? I believe so. Oh, he does mention in Age of yeah. Ultron a War Machine story. I feel like you're the War Machine of this situation. You should be like, these are my stories, women. <laughs> I'm the Ladies. war machine to your Iron Man. <laughs> you just had to make it weird, huh? That's actually a line that war machine says <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> I'll hold your own. You just had to make it weird. <laughs> but, um, so I'm curious to see why Romanoff sides with Tony in this movie. Because they never really kind of saw eye to eye. They did. I, that's, mm, mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with Winter Soldier because we do see, you know, the whole she, Bucky thing. Yeah, she's not because, a fan of... Yeah, she's not a fan of Bucky. She was like, I, I had to be revealed. So do you guys. Yeah. Mm. So it's going to be curious to see why she um, chooses Team Iron Man over Team Cap. Yeah. Um, if, and if she stays that way. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of... Because we do have a couple swingers. All right. Spider-Man? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... I really feel like from Winter Soldier, what else, what else would we like to talk about about Winter Soldier? Any other topics that... Because I know I have one more that I really want to discuss. And then hit it. So in Winter Soldier, the idea of Project Insight was that it was going to target Hydra's enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, they target Maria Hill, Tony Stark. There's a very specific name that they mentioned, and I brought it up while we were watching, and I told you guys to marinate with it a little bit. Um, they mentioned Stephen Strange. <laughs> so agent like right you did say that what name agent sidwell who was introduced what was he i think he was introduced iron man like he was an early 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 agent revealed to be hydra and they in one of the best interrogations ever black widow kicks him off the roof and they go back to steve's dating life because apparently that's a big topic during winter soldier yeah. um Agent Sidwell gives up that there are certain targets that are against Hydra's interests. And he mentions like a lot of like innocuous names like a valedictorian in this high school, yeah. a baseball coach is here. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Stephen Strange. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Stephen Strange, also known as Doctor Strange, is getting his own movie 
in the MCU, part of Phase 3 later this year. Played by the one and only Benedict Cumberbatch, who I'm very excited to see do an American accent and do the if role. If he does one. He is. We heard him in the trailer. Yeah. But, um, so... I like, I like Bumblebum Cumbersome. Bumblebum. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently Doctor Strange is already dealing with some... All right, I'm, I'm just going to let you guys have your laugh. All right, I'm just going to... Cumberbund? Know. But anyway, apparently Doctor Strange is already getting some uh, some flack for their casting of Tilda Swanson as the Ancient One. Uh, accusations of whitewashing and Marvel Studios have been Marvel defensive. I, it really did not bother me because I feel like the Ancient One is a character that... Um, could be played by anyone and they could play it off, you know, like yeah. reincarnation and it's a timeless character, blah, blah, blah. But, um, so they mentioned Stephen Strange by name. Now, Stephen Strange is a, a doctor, a, a surgeon first. Obviously, that's why it's called Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's obviously why he's called, <laughs> go lay down. But, um, I already am. Yeah. So, my question to you guys is do you think Doctor Strange, the movie, is going to take place before? the events of Winter Soldier because there's no reason otherwise for them to mention him by name. I think it's going to be after because we we hear in the movie um them talk about how they can uh the way they analyze things they could see people's futures. They predict based on people's pasts. Yeah, based on their past they can predict their future. But so what thinking... about what in regards to a, a surgeon would imply that he's going to become the Sorcerer Supreme of our plane. Mike's just sitting there smiling. What I think they might do is somehow relate in in the Doctor Strange movie, the first half or so, whatever... It's going to take place... It's going to take place kind of alongside the events of Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And something is going to happen to him or whatever, and that could potentially be the catalyst, which makes him a target. Uh, makes him a target, and sends him down the road to becoming um, a sorcerer. sorcerer supreme. You know, getting into the whole idea of predestiny and all that type of stuff. But I don't know. It's just it was a very strange. Like at first, it was just like a nice Easter egg for all of us comic book fans. We're like, oh my god. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, he was about to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you should have. I should have. I should have said it. I know, but I wasn't sure how far the puns would go on this one. Forever. We, we gotta hit until our... winter at least. Uh, <laughs> when his hair is short, he's the summer soldier. <laughs> but um, do you want? But, um, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> do you want to talk about uh Bucky Barnes then? Mister Barnes. Mister Barnes. Mister Burns. Excellent, that, that's, excellent. That's Simpsons, we're not... You already made a Simpsons reference with Spider-Pig, because in... Mike <laughs> Mike commented on the comic book nature of Spider-Ham, and you're like, Spider-Pig. Actually, I was the one that Spider- brought up Spider-Pig before. Yeah, but you, you were the Simpsons, he was the comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they so have don't it, they call me it. out for making a Mr. Burns reference. It's because they had the same... It was very similar theme song to the Spider-Man one. So he was singing. Bucky. Mr. Barnes. Mr. Oh, Mr. Barnes. I love that arm that he's got. The yeah. nice little metal arm. He's got the nice uh, Russian insignia, on, the star on it. He, like, because... I mean, he can do anything with that. Except, obviously, uh, we've seen the trailer with Spider-Man. <laughs> that thing <laughs> ripped off Falcon's wings. Yes. Punched Cap, like, through walls. Like, caught his shield. 16-year-old kid was like, Oh my god, you got a metal arm! Catch! Yeah. But, um... So, 
we did not actually see this scene because we stopped the movie. But at the end of the movie, he's in the Captain America memorial at the the last oh, post credit yeah, scene. Ronnie's looking at his right, I forgot. Yeah, there's. I forgot too. Yeah, just me, I guess. But he's in the Captain That's America memorial at the Smithsonian, and he's kind of seeing himself. Yes. So, at this point in Civil War, it seems like he's going to know more about who he is. He yes. may not be a hundred percent, but he's, he's definitely know his mother was Martha. <laughs> no, it's not Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. His mother's name was Sarah, but anyway, and he used to wear newspapers in his shoes. That's what Cap did. But okay. Um so Alright, just me? Alright, just me. <laughs> so everybody knows we're recording, it's like almost one o'clock in the morning, and uh Yeah. yeah. Why Russian? Because he was captured by Russian sciences? He was a and Russian weapon. Was, but then Used by Hydra, which is German. Yeah. Duh. That's it. So. Yeah, that's it. I don't know, maybe it just looked cool. In, I mean, it was definitely... In the well, comics... Is it, the Russian? star is definitely better than um, the Nazi symbol. Yeah. In, really the, in the comics, that. I know that there was a reason why... I think he was found by the Russians in the comics, and he was a cool. Russian experiment. Is the Russian star right? it was I kind it was of a, an homage to it. For when they did this, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know exactly why in this continuity. Maybe he's Russian. It's it's a weird. <laughs> did did they ever say he was Russian in the comics? In the movie. In the movie, no. So maybe I think he was found by Russians, though. We'd have to go back and watch. Maybe it. his red, his red is like the color of blood. Well, and also we get a reintroduced to Arnim Zola, and I think I kind of pointed this out while we were watching. Arnim Zola gets taken off that train, but it seems like he was there when Bucky was getting it at the new arm. Like, he was yeah. involved yeah. thoroughly. So, it's kind of a weird continuity sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and also, where is Zola now? He is dead. His mind is in that computer. No, no, no. Well, like, you there's mean... no computer anymore. Okay, so... The algorithm... No, the, the program still exists on that hard drive. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Like, where where is he? Where's the the the, 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 the massive mainframe was mm-hmm. destroyed? But did he like he sent the missile there? So did he offload that program to a current day server? It would because it would Hydra me. still exists. Yeah, and they could have easily put all that information on a. Oh wait, no, I got an answer for that. It's drive. Marvel, so they kill off all their villains after one movie. Yeah, Marvel... Like like you always say, you don't believe they're dead until you see a body. No! Uh, you know, it's funny because gotcha. Marvel... <laughs> yeah. Marvel's notorious, though, because they, they create generic one-off villains that they kill by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only exceptions are Loki, Red Skull, who we, never, we see get transported away, and I want to see him in another movie. I feel like if they're going to finish off uh, Steve Rogers' cap. Red Skull has to be the villain of that movie. But, um... And then I can't think of anybody else, Marvel-wise, who survived. Um, they killed off Obadiah Stane in the first uh, Iron Man and Whiplash in the second. Um, mm. Apparently, Trevor Slattery, the Mandarin, quote-unquote, yeah. is dead. Um, killed by the actual Mandarin because they did a, a Marvel offshoot called... All Hail the King, where Trevor Slattery, played by Ben Ben Kingsley, is in jail, and he's actually killed by the real Mandarin. So apparently, mm. there's a real Mandarin. 
Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I remember hearing that that because of how angry the fans were. Fans. There was a big fan backlash against the Mandarin misuse, in my opinion. I I agree with that opinion. Like it was funny while watching, and then it, like then you realize like that was dumb. And then they uh, <laughs> they make uh, Guy Pierce. I am the Mandarin. Poof, taken out by Pepper Potts. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Uh, the Abomination is still alive. From the Incredible Hulk, and they make yeah. a reference to him in Agents of Shield. Um, he's in some sort of frozen ice uh, fortress. I'm trying to think, other villains that have survived. Um, let's let's see what villains existed. Okay, so there's Red Skull. Ultron's gone. Ultron is gone. Loki is all Thor stuff. Ant Man is Wasp dead. Not Wasp. No. Uh, Yellow, Jacket? Yellow Jacket. Yeah, he's Jacket. dead. Yeah. Okay. He exploded. So then, then the question is. When is Ant-Man going to become Yellow Jacket? It would have to be Hank Pym, because he becomes Yellow Jacket in the comics. But I'm also curious how they're... like. Are they going to play around with that? Yeah, because of the fact that Hank Pym is old, blah, 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 and yeah. Scott Lang is the current... Yeah. And all that I'm stuff. waiting to see uh, his daughter Cassie take up a role, because I forget what she's called in the comics, but she she's not Wasp in the comics. She's something else. Cassie Lang becomes... Wikipedia okay. while you guys are talking. Ant Woman. Ant Woman. Ant <laughs> <laughs> no. Lady. Ant, Ant, that's not PC. You can't say that. Ant Person. <laughs> but, um. Ant Person that's not a man. That's not a man. Ant Homeo Sapien. We're just Ant. So I, I kind of think we hit the main points of Winter Soldier. You yeah. know, great movie. Uh, do you want to do a, a star rating for it? Four or five. Four or five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that too. It's probably the strongest of the Marvel standalones. Yes, um, I'll go with that five 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 five. Perfect, perfect movie for you. Yeah. Um, mm, not 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 perfect, but like I can't really think of any anything wrong with it. Plot, yeah. uh, falls. Oh, anything yeah. wrong with cinematography, um, pacing, direction, direction, casting, casting. Yeah it it was it was all it was all good. Yeah, there are certain like things, but it's things that you start to get like stupidly nitpicky. Yeah, at. yeah. Like um, the, the USB drive. <laughs> yeah, you pointed after, that like, out while we were watching it too. You're like, um, excuse me, guys. It, it's only stuff like you pick out after like the twentieth time watching it. That, it's you know, the kind of movie like, like actually, you know, this could have done this or yeah, in terms of, sort of like the Marvel like Cinematic Universe as a whole, it is the strongest movie, probably. It, it can I mean, go back to back Marvel with movie. Avengers. Uh, I don't know. Iron Man 2 was a masterpiece. All right, so the door's that way. Um, <laughs> just wait in my car because i got to drive you back to yours. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, in terms of if you listed all the, the MC Universe movies, I really have to say that Winter Soldier kind of it, – it almost outpaces yeah, uh, Avengers. I, I totally think it does. Avengers – was like super fun and super cool and super awesome. But the plot is so vanilla. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like uh like Ant Man. Ant Man is so much fun, but it's it's, it's a basic heist film. It's Iron yeah. Man with a heist. That's what it is. But um this movie you you don't know what's gonna happen next. And there's a lot of especially with the Hydra being inside the Shield, yeah. that was a big it was a big thing, and then oh, it yeah. affected uh, the show Agents of Shields in the best possible way. It made the show ten million times better. Yeah, 
But uh, do you want to jump into some hopes for Civil War before you have to read the best email ever? Yeah. Look at how excited you are. I'm thrilled. I got so, it ready. I'm ready to read. Civil War starts off with our new team of Avengers, and yes. something's going to happen. That's, yes. <laughs> that's going to cause something called the Sokovia Accords. Yes. Which in this, for our comic aficionados, me and Mike, um, basically it's the Registration Act. So what? what's our current lineup? We said it was Cap, Black Widow, War Machine, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. That's our team of Avengers. Those are our Avengers Assemble right now. So something's going to happen that's going to cause the Sokovia Accords to take place. Or or something happened. Yeah. It, it looks like... It could be a, a past thing. Yeah, because Sokovia, which is the the the, the city that flew that fell. in the sky <laughs> and then fell back down. So they're probably <laughs> going to just open up like, uh, you guys destroyed this. It was pretty bad, so everyone get registered yeah. right now. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's how it's going to open. It'd be uh, an interesting start to the movie to start right there with uh, General Thunderbolt Ross, who's now apparently some sort of state secretary or something, secretary of defense, I think. Yeah, he's like yeah. red with anger. <laughs> red Hulks. But um, it'd be interesting to see him turn into Red Hulk by the end of the movie. That would be cool. That'd be fun. I don't think we'll see that. Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that, that, that'll be the after credits. The yeah. after, after, after credits. Yeah. The third after Apparently credits. Apparently there's going to be at least two after credits, but they're saying there might be even three. But, um... So, I'm just going to sit into in the theater until the next movie starts. <laughs> Pretty much. That way That's I'll be too. certain. But, um... So we're going to get this um, team of Avengers who then become split, which... It seems like Bucky's the catalyst. The catalyst. 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 Thank you. I can't enunciate right now. It's almost one o'clock. Um, That's your fault. Yeah, it is my fault. Why is it my fault? Because I forgot it was my grandpa's dinner, so we have to record later. Oh, I'm sorry. I found out at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like every year for like the last how many years? (laughs) (laughs) But, um... We usually do it Sundays. usually do it on Sundays. But, um, it seems like Bucky's going to be the reason for the Avengers to split. Yeah. And we're going to get... So what do we got? Team Cap is Cap, Cap, Bucky, Falcon... Hawkeye, Ant Man. Ant Man. I feel like there's one more that we're missing. I can't remember which side Vision is on. Vision is on Scarlet Team Witch, and Scarlet Witch. That's right. So Team Iron Man is then Iron Man, War Machine, Vision, Black Widow, pa- Black Panther, mm-hmm. and Spider Man. Did you say Vision? And Vision. Did I say Vision? You said Vision. I said Vision. Fairly certain. I wasn't listening to it. I rarely do. Well, you should probably see the Vision. But anyway. Um, that was a joke. I'm sorry, I'm Matt Murdock. I can't. Whoa! <laughs> Punisher's getting his own season. Who saw that coming? But, uh... So... Yeah, but are they gonna give Young Justice a season three? <laughs> I'm dying for it, but anyway. So, we have now... We have two sides to this Civil War. North versus South. North versus South. Now, I think it's... Who's North? Safe Cat. to fair that... Safe to fair... Fair to say, leave me alone, I'm tired, that we are all kind of team uh, team cap. <gasps> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. He said team... Uh, I did? Cap. Yes, you did. Freudian slip. All right, so... We know he's a liar. Wearing a Captain America shirt, buddy. But, You're just uh, playing the part. Playing the part. <laughs> playing the role. Hi- Hail Hydra. <laughs> I'm on to you, Ward. <laughs> 
So, um, team team cap, all of us team, team cap. Team cap. Team yes. cap, but oh, Black Panther looks awesome. Black Panther does look awesome, and Spider Man looks awesome. Who's Spider Man? All right, Spider Man's in it. Spider Man's my favorite Marvel <laughs> character. I'm just excited for the Hawkeye Ant Man team up. I want. We finally get to see the most iconic. One of the most iconic covers of any comic is uh, Hawkeye pulling back the bow and Ant Man on yes. the arrow. We're gonna finally see that, and I'm still putting money down that we are gonna see Ant Man become Giant Man. He's got a brand new suit, yeah. and it, it makes the most logical sense. I just feel like we've seen a lot of fantastic stuff in these movies. I just I don't know a giant guy might seem a little much. I just I don't know if I, what 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 would be interesting is if there's just like like. Go big! And he goes big, he's like, yeah, I got this now! And gets immediately thrown down and be like, okay, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> and he, yeah. Paul Rudd would totally sell that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought this was going to work, but it didn't. Um, I wonder if he's still going to be in radio contact with Hank Pym. And then you have Michael yeah. Pena. <laughs> Michael Pena is like recounting the entire event. <laughs> he's like, I'll go big! And then I was like, oh, man, no! <laughs> and you just see Paul Rudd like mouthing along <laughs> But, um... Do, do we no know Thor. Talks? No Thor. No, no Thor. Hulk. No Hulk. Um, yes. The viral marketing has been uh, addressing the sort of no Hulk thing. They released a video today like, where's the Hulk? What's addressing? <laughs> All right. Leave me alone. I'm really tired. Isn't that you put on salad? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> All right. You guys, go ahead. You host. You guys, you got this. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to go address this salad. Like, <laughs> addressing. I can't wait till you read that email and you stumble so hard. I know how to pronunciate words. So. That's not even a word. Pronunciate? Pronunciate? No, it's not a word. Pronounce or enunciate? You can't no, combine them. No, pronunciate. All right. You, you know what? Pronunciate away, buddy. <laughs> pronunciate. Tomato, what? tomato. Potato, potato. Coffee? Coffee or... Uh, I can't even do coffee. You'd be the worst actor ever. You can't do an English accent. Coffee. English? You didn't even do an English accent. You're an English accent. But anyway. So, pop, pop, cheerio. All <laughs> no, no, we have, we have British listeners. You can't can't do that. We have UK listeners. Doesn't mean they're British. Yes, it completely means they're British. But anyway. Hey, guys. But anyway. Um, Team crumpets. So... We're getting introduced to two brand new characters in this movie, um, Black Panther, yes. and a reintroduction of sorts to Spider-Man. A different... A new Spider-Man, Spider which they're going to forego the, the intro, my yes. parent, my, my uncle died, it's my fault. Do you think they're going to say the, with great power comes great responsibility? No. Not in this movie. No. It's not it, a Spider-Man movie. In the Spider-Man movie, they will. I feel like when they, when Tony Stark goes to recruit him... He's going, going to make mention of it. Mm. I feel like it'd be the only time. Possibly. I, I agree. If they I were going to do not it. not needed. 500 bucks says um, if Tony Stark and Aunt May meet, he going to hit on her. It's Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. And I know he's uh, dating Pepper Potts, but I feel like there's going to be something there. But isn't Aunt May like 30 years older than him? That's Marissa Tomei. It's fine. Did you see The Wrestler? It's Tony Stark. He has a lot of charisma. <laughs> and mustache and facial hair. I must ask you a question. And endurance, I would assume. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to see Black Panther. 
Yes. Um, his suit looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Like it, it's funny because we were talking about this with X Men, how when X Men first came out, they were they were scared to do comic book costumes. They were like, no, we're gonna give everybody generic leather. Yeah. To the point where they even make a joke about it in the first X Men. It's like, you guys actually go outside of this? What would you prefer? Yellow spandex? Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. But um, nowadays, like the comic book costume is such a a big thing. Like, look I, at look at Daredevil. They they didn't like the way the helmet looked in season one, so they yeah. fixed it in season two. I also think that between the first release of the first X-Men and now, costuming has improved, budgets mm-hmm. have gotten bigger, yeah. effects have changed so they can... Like, right now, um, Iron Man's suit is, like, all CGI. Yeah. Yes. Instead of, I think in the first one, it was... A lot of practical no. stuff. But the only argument I'll give you is, you know, Spider-Man came out around the same time. I feel like Spider-Man, the first one, was the proof that we're like, oh, we can do a a comic-accurate costume, and it could look good. You know, for X-Men, because they all have such fantastic costumes and such unique costumes, I think they were afraid to. Um, And, like, really, the only big comic book movies at the time were Blade and, you know, movies that didn't have the costumes, per se. Wasn't a... The Daredevil movie around that time? Alright. They made a Daredevil movie? And they learned <laughs> that generic leather does not do a good job. I mean, isn't Daredevil's costume kind of just leather? Yeah, and yeah. they learned. A leather jumpsuit. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, Ben Affleck had to shave his head to wear the mask. So if you watch the original Daredevil, you'll see, um, very similar to how they do in Flash, where they cut between him putting on his mask and taking it off, yeah. because the mask is different when it's down than when it's up, you'll see that you never see, there's always a cut when his mask is about to come off in Daredevil, um, and then a cut when it's put back on. Fun fact for all you uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil fans, all two and a half of you. <laughs> if um, that. If that. That's that's high. That's yeah. Damn high volume. Yeah, you are. But, um, so Black Panther, he looks awesome. I'm really curious to see how they introduce him. He, I feel like he's going to be a, a delegate from Wakanda. Maybe not the, the king quite yet. I don't think they will, mm-hmm. and I hope they don't. But I don't think they're going to go too much into his backstory, considering he's getting his, getting own, his own solo flick. Yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man, we, we made mention. He's young. He's 16-ish. Yeah, around that. But uh, apparently Tom Holland, in his edition, he was like, uh, they, he did his lines and he was like, wait, do you want me to do a flip over there when I do it? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, flip, landed it. And I think uh, Chris Evans was there. He's like, that guy. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of, apparently know. him and John Barathal both sent in a, a dual video for their auditions as Punisher and Spider-Man, respectively. I, that's I think good. that's kind of fun. Yeah. But um. Let's talk also Civil War. Do you think we're going to see any of these other Marvel characters? No. 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 Feel like no need for it. They're saving it for Infinity Wars. I don't even know what they're going to do in Infinity Wars. It'd be the smartest mm-hmm. time to for characters like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. They can, they yeah. can damage Thanos or at least be a great distraction against Thanos. Yeah. I would say they're distraction, not damage. Yeah, well, what's Captain America going to do against Thanos? Throw his shield. <laughs> What did Ultron say in the Age of Ultron? Precious Frisbee! Well, Ultron says he's like the most versatile uh, material on the planet, and they used it to make a Frisbee. Yeah. But, um, 
first be that actually he held his own against Ultron. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's pretty much our our we we have fairly high expectations for Civil War. Yes, fair fair to say. Um, probably I I feel like Winter Soldier kind of spoiled us because we're like yeah. the Russos know what they're doing. Yes, but Winter Soldier is so disconnected from the rest of the Marvel universe. I I'm curious to see how they handle these other characters that are established. This is mm-hmm. true. I'm just hoping for somewhere between. The low point being Age of Ultron, and the high point being Winter Soldier. If it falls between that, I'll then be that's fair. Because like Age of Ultron's a, a good movie, but it's not a great movie. It's not. A great yeah, movie. but I, I can still like if it's on, I'll watch it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's still fun to watch, but it's just it does have its faults. Yeah, yeah. I, not even faults. It's just uh, it's like hey, Avengers did this really well. Do it again. Yeah, I am curious. I feel like the Russos when. Like, Robert Downey Jr. walked on set. They're like, we have this script, but do your thing. As long as it's near the script, it's cool. Because I, I, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. has such a grasp on Tony Stark and the character of Iron yeah. Man that they're like, here's your outline. Be in the outline. Just in the general. Tony Stark doesn't like what Captain America's doing. Go. <laughs> action. Hit the, hit the thing. But, um... But the other characters, like, we got Scarlet Witch and Vision coming back. They don't have a lot of backstory to go off of. Uh, yeah. I don't think we'll see any backstories. Hmm. Maybe brief little bits for... There's a lot of talk that, um, Scarlet Witch and Vision are way more powerful than they realize, and they're kind of learning it in this, in this movie. Yes. But, um... No, yeah, in the comics, they're a thing, and, uh... Apparently, Vision, uh, Scarlet Witch uses her powers to create children for them. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Scarlet Witch is, is exceptionally powerful in the comics, to the point where she destroys reality at one point with the House of M storyline. Yeah, I've been wanting to read the Scarlet Witch comic series that exists right now. Yeah, she's... Uh, I'm probably she's just going to get the paperbacks. Very OP. <laughs> but um, let's. Uh, I'm going to give it a preliminary star rating. I'm gonna, I'm shooting for a four movie. I that's what I want. I want I want a five movie. I uh, yeah. for anything less. Pretty because much. Because if you set your standard, I, I'm, I'm saying it's gonna go a four to a four five. I'm going four five to a five. Really? Yes, I think almost, it's I almost think, perfect to perfect. Yes. Um, big expectations for this. I mean, this is like. We're finally seeing, like... The culmination. Yeah. Like, we're... Everyone... Everyone who's... Everybody. You know? Oh, my God. If you guys are still listening to this, I'm so sorry. Yes. But anyway... But, um, so, you know, why don't we just jump right into this email we received from uh, Mr. Loalbo. Um, he gave us a little points on uh, what he liked about Winter Soldier and about uh, what he's looking forward to with Civil War. Timmy, your dad is awesome. So, yes. Timmy, if you're listening... Uh, you know what? I, I already know what Timmy's early review of this movie is going to be, of Civil War. Less talking, more smashing. Less talking, more fighting, and then I feel like after the movie, he's going to be like, less talking, more Spider-Man! Yeah. So, a um, couple things that uh, Mr. Loalbo liked about the Winter Soldier was uh, the Soldier? adaptation. Yes. I said what I said, and I'm saying it again. But, um, I didn't say anything. Yeah. He liked the adaptation. Um, he says that, you know, it was not a page-by-page page of the comic. 
Um, but, you know, he said uh, he felt as if I had seen these characters before, experienced the storyline, but was now seeing another person's take on the material. Um, and it just keeps going into about how, you know, the directors took liberties with it, didn't really necessarily follow the comic book to a T, and it wasn't completely face faithful, but it still followed along with it. Mm -hmm. um, he also points out the homage to 70s spy thrillers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got a definite feel. Saying, you know, the movie took a page from such great films as Three Days of the Condor, Marathon Man, and The French Connection. And it's pacing and plotting. Um, also, the high pedigree actors adding an air of lit legitimacy. Um, talking about what? Why are you looking at me like that? Because you made fun of all my pronunciation challenges, and I'm not easy words word. though. Like, come on, I'm doing like legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah. Just, yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> all right, go, 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 go. Yes. Robert Redford, hit it. I'm reading the email as you're reading it. Then why am I reading? No. Like so, uh, I, you know, Robert Redford's inclusion gave the film an air of legitimacy. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, it was one of the first castings that showed that superhero movies could be taken seriously. Mm, that's fair. Yes. Um, this new, and then he talks about uh, films coming up and show and shows that occurred after, such as you know having Benedict Cumberbatch um, in Doctor Strange, Tilda Swanson, David Tennant. Yes, mm -hmm. Swinton, not Swanson. Oh, wrong one. Yeah. Good job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, you know, he talks about what he's looking forward to with uh, Civil War. Um, missed the solid tension and constant and consistent pacing, but okay. Okay, yeah, thanks. Skip one. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying before I was rudely Come interrupted. Come on, he takes, he takes a few shots at Batman v Superman we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, but I know how you get with that. That's why I skipped it. Because <laughs> we would be going on for another 30-minute rant. Well, I should say you would be going on. Um... But yeah, so when he talks about Civil War and his expectations for it, um, talks about how uh, the Russo brothers will incorporate multiple tones. Uh, says, with the inclusion of multiple characters from multiple standalone films with multiple tones, a lot of multiples happening right there. Um, Multiverse. How will they be able to have them all interact at once? Um, talks about Ant-Man had a comical... Tone, Captain America has its rah rah beats chest of American tone. America! America. And then Iron Man with its self absorbed snarky tone. The Ronnie Castrovinci story. Yes. And then, you know. Snarky tone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's just, you know, interested to see how they combine all the different yeah. uh, characters and every and the tones of each character. Um,. Then he talks about the character arcs that range from the multiple films. And we talked about this a little bit, yes. how we've already seen these characters grow in their solo films and yes. seeing what they're going to bring to this. Yeah, he, he points out specifically Steve Rogers and uh, Tony Stark. And he also uh, seems to talk about uh, killing off Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Um, which... Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk yeah. about it yet. Anyway... Um, then he goes into, uh, the rebooting of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, says, from what I've heard, this film will help me forget all past Spider-Man. Despite my misgivings about the last Spider-Man movie, 
I really liked Andrew Garfield in the role. Something that we mentioned in our Spider-Man kind of yes. discussions that we really enjoyed Andrew Garfield. It was the studio that kind of ruined Amazing yes. Spider-Man 2. I and liked Amazing Spider-Man 2. I did too. It's it's one of my favorite superhero movies just yeah. because it has so many great moments, but as a story, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah I'll admit, I don't, I don't necessarily remember the story in its entirety. Mm. The thing that just I remember the most about that movie is how... Well done, that clock tower scene was. Oh, it was yeah. one of the best, fantastic scenes ever. It, it was a beautiful tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fight, the fight choreography alone yeah. was just so reminiscent of Spider-Man and just his snarky tones. And yeah. I liked uh, how Electro's, um, when he was zapping around the power yeah. grid or whatever. He plays was... the itsy bitsy spider. He's like, I hate this song! Yeah. Um, but uh, when also talking about rebooting with Spider-Man, he goes... Uh, you know about how Spider-Man will interact with other Marvel characters is simply mind-blowing. Goes on to say, might even give me bigger chills than seeing the Avengers together for the first time. That's a that's a bold statement. Yeah. The only thing that we have um, disputed being better than the Avengers scene is the uh, the shot of the Holy Trinity of uh, of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, talks about a. Uh, he hopes there's not too many origin stories. Um, states uh, introducing Black Panther and Spider-Man, along with sort of introducing Crossbones, is risky. Yes, a um, lot of lot of new characters. Yes, you know he just goes on to say, you know, Black Panther has its own movie, mm. Spider-Man has its own movie coming out. No need for let the origin movies do stories. the work. Exactly, which I completely agree. I mean, having brief, I, I would say maybe not for Spider-Man. Because everyone knows Spider-Man's story. Yeah. But a little brief thing about Black Panther, yeah, just I'd be okay with. Like, if we see, you know, if there's Tony like, Stark going... Uh, here's T'Challa. T'Challa. He's from yeah. Wakanda. He's the ambassador. Exactly. And he's next to or the royal Or even if, like, we see, like, you know, he flies there and, like, goes to recruit him from there. Like, even if he's, like, you know, like that. Ultron used my my vibranium to become a living weapon we have to take a stand yes but um he also goes on to state about how he wants fun yes he wants fun in the movie um now who are some characters he mentions when it comes to fun ronnie me no not Uh, you (laughs) he talks about uh from the flash um talks about ray palmer as the atom well he talks about the flash in general or the flash yeah. yeah but um and then ray palmer's part of Ray Palmer's Ray Palmer, pretty much all three shows, really. Yeah, he's been on all of them at this yeah. point. Um, then he goes on to stay uh, Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold, and Mick Rory, uh, a.k.a. Heatwave. Can uh, I change my Smart. favorite DC villain to Captain Cold? Yeah, he is a lot of fun. <laughs> I, yes. I do love Captain Cold. Yeah. Well, you know, he mentions that like it's been so long since we've had fun at a superhero movie. Really, the last one was Ant-Man. Yeah, and even and then before that, Age of Ultron, which um, actually has gotten some flack for all the quips. Yes, they 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 spend more time quipping than fighting sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know he mentions you know Oliver Queen and Rip Hunter kind of being a little too. Yeah, yeah. My name's Oliver Queen. I hate and life. I love Felicity, yes. and that's <laughs> all my character is anymore. Yeah, and my name's Rip Hunter. I'm gonna destroy time for my wife and son. Yeah. Okay, all right, calm down. Yeah. 
I'm not no. going to save people. Just that's know. that's neither here nor there. I feel like over the time, Rip Hunter has gotten. Rip Hunter was like, "We're going to maintain the timeline," and then it was like, "You guys go into town. I know you're going to cause trouble. Let's just yeah." And then let he's it go. like, "He's like, all right, let's." I know you guys are going to just just do yeah. your thing, and we'll deal. You with do it later. you. I'll do me here. But um, yeah. So that's the nice little email we have from Mister Loavo. So uh, little big you. email. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for sending that email into us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, Mr. Loabo will be a guest star. We're shooting for our Doctor Strange episode because he did request a Marvel property to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really the, the next big one after yes. um, Civil War. I really don't think that there's anything big coming out after. No. Um, um, Suicide Squad. Well, the Marvel. Marvel side. On the Marvel side. Apocalypse? Um, oh, yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. That's right. Um, yeah. Really, with this guy? You know what it is? It's just because it's not part of the uh, MCU. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a its own little thing in a way. Yeah, we gotta have to make like a flowchart for all these different <laughs> universes we got. But um, I think we're gonna probably wrap it up because we're all kind of yawning and we're all yeah. kind of like progressively getting more comfortable with the pillows we have on the couch. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike's got the giggles. But um, speaking of which, Mike, uh, where can people find you? If they wanted to to look up a little bit of oh. what you do, um, so I'm assuming you're talking about Nerdfall. Right? I was hoping <laughs> <laughs> not those other things you do on the internet, but anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, I am on the Nerdfall uh, with my friend Ed Doherty. Uh, we we love, the by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's he's a very friendly person. I I always make uh, the analogy of him being a dog. <laughs> really like a friendly person. Well, it's yes. funny because after your radio show, I said to Ronnie, I was like. They're kind of the Earth Two version of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a nice. I'm Ed and, and 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 you and I because yeah. we're like sitting here talking about comics and he's like, "I'm gonna drink this adult beverage." Adult beverage. Um, but yeah, so uh, we are the hosts of that, um, and we're generally uh, joined by our two friends, uh, Mike Berquist and Javon Bradley, uh, who also work at the station. So they're there. They're they are there a lot. Uh, so if you want to look us up, which you totally should. Yes, you, yes, should. you should. We are live on uh, Pauling Public Radio, which is 103.7 FM. But the easiest way is actually to go to Pauling Public Radio and click the Listen Live uh, button that's on the webpage. We are also on some sort of thing or whatever where you can listen to pre-recorded stuff i don't know what that is it's kind of a bad service to be honest we're, we're, we're working on getting on on podbean so we'll eventually be there uh we also so that's our fate uh we have a facebook which is just uh the nerd vault and it has a picture of me and ed uh standing behind or in front of uh, in front of a thing that says uh, wpwl you and can find that on our facebook we have a lot of links to you guys yeah. and our statuses you know our status beforehand was uh in reference to you guys being on tonight and then finally we are also on instagram which is the nerd vault ppr um where we post some cool pictures and stuff right now a bulk of the pictures has just been our comic face-off featurette if you will Yes, we're which we are big fans of. Yes. as we mentioned. Yeah, we're actually we are entering the semi, no, the quarterfinals. Oh Ooh, boy, yeah. We, so I think you and I follow that more than anybody yeah. else. <laughs> we're so invested in it. Yes. Yeah, it, it's you guys like liking and commenting, and then my mom's always like, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told my mom, don't don't like our page on Facebook. Yeah, I, like, I always get a notification about Nerdfall. I'm like, oh, cool. It's like, Jimmy LaParrot likes this. I'm like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, Mom. Your support means the world. <laughs> You're awesome. in the other room right now. <laughs> but, um, awesome. All right, so, Ronnie, if uh, the world wants to get in touch with us for some strange reason, how could they do so? Multiple ways, actually. Um, Multi- <laughs> it's a multiverse of ways, if you will. <laughs> Oh, man, you just totally bombed. Um, but like you can find giggles. us on Facebook at uh, the Multiverse Fancast. You can also email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. Like our good friend Mr. Loabo did yes. tonight. You can uh, find us out on Twitter at MVFancast. Um, Which you're in charge of, Ryan. Yes, I, I am. I am so bad at it. Yep, you're not good at the whole uh, You have it on anything, your phone. really. No. I'm so good at the Facebook. Come on. I even, so good I, at the book. I even text you beforehand going, did you post about this yet? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, because I guess you don't look at the page then. Um, but yeah, so you can find us there. You can also take and listen to us on at the Podbean app or the Satchel app. Or you can download us from iTunes. Just search the Multiverse Fancast. And if you guys uh, find us on iTunes or Podbean, make sure you leave us a, a like, a review, uh, it helps the show grow. It helps us uh, reach out to new viewers or listeners, I guess, because we still have not done our uh, webcam episode, our uh, live video feed. We are talking about, um, for Civil War, <laughs> doing a little... I think we were at one point talking about actually bringing the stuff in <laughs> to Civil War and like doing yeah. a live <laughs> episode, but we decided very quickly not to do that. Because we're not allowed to. No, we are not allowed to. Uh, we were also talking about recording it in the car. On the way, <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> on the yes. way back. Um, speaking of which, we are going to see Civil War this week, and we will be recording directly after. So yes. um, you will get an episode, uh, half non-spoiler, half spoiler review of Civil War. For those of you guys who are planning to see it or have already seen it, you'll get a chance to hear our thoughts on it before. Because yes. I'm a, I'm actually going away on vacation right after, and I will not have access to the internet. I'm not sure what you're going to do for our episode that week. I'll do a solo one. You're going to do a solo I'll do one. A solo one. Red Solo Cup episode. Yes. I, I thought That would be karaoke night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Skype in for that one. Red Solo of Krypton. Oh, <laughs> that's why I like him. <laughs> so, Bravo. yeah, I guess that'll uh, wrap us up, I think, on our longest episode ever. What? what yes. where, where are we right now, hour-wise? We are past the 145 mark. 145! All right! Yes. Longest episode. Yeah, so maybe you should stop it. <laughs> so, as always, it's a great pleasure to have our friend Mike here with us. So, uh, Mike, you can say goodbye at this point. Bye-bye. It was fun. We're going to have you back on uh, hopefully soon. And I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash.